You can tell this is not Natalie opening it, so it's going to be super awkward. But hello, welcome to Minigabs. Yay, welcome. <laughs> and we have Ashley, and then we have Hi. our Patreon guest, Marissa. Hi. Yay. Yeah. I made that as awkward as possible. Yeah, don't worry. It's already going to be super awkward. I have no yeah. no social cues. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Natalie's not here. She is not feeling well. She is does not have the coronavirus. She has assured me that was the first thing she said, but she'll be back next time. So feel better, Natalie. Up. Yeah, feel mm-hmm. better. Rest up. All that good stuff. I know I got allergies and I'm coughing constantly and everybody just stares at me and I'm like, yep. I swear, I don't have a fever. <laughs> it's allergies. I promise. Yeah. Right. These are weird times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a real bad time to have like the worst allergies of my life going on, but that's where we're at. And allergy season started early in the South. I don't know. I think Louisiana yep. too, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's bad. Yeah. Although I was sneezing. Somebody looked at me. I'm like, sneezing is not a symptom. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Man. Well, we hope everybody is doing well. I hope that everybody's healthy. I hope if you're self-isolating, you are entertained. Yes. By yes. us, of course. <laughs> it's a plus. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I'm super lucky that I do all my stuff at home anyway, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are working that are nervous and wish they were staying at home. So, oh, so it's a, it's a scary time. I wasn't nervous until Trump read from a teleprompter yeah that that gave me pause as well yeah and then today they're like we're gonna send everybody money and i'm like am i in a coma like is this some weird matrixy thing yeah (laughs) Yeah. this doesn't seem like the reality like two weeks ago it was a hoax and all of a sudden now they're sending out money and you know national guard has been called in my state and i'm like oh man (laughs) yeah the air force base here it, they have like deployed tents on a couple of the roads here to do mm-hmm. quote unquote maneuvers, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we're about to be like quarantined. It's kind of scary. Yeah. They have quarantine tents set up so outside of the emergency rooms here. Yeah. 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 They're setting them up at uh, San Antonio has one of the biggest military hospitals and apparently mm-hmm. they're going to be setting them up there, which I was just there right when they were setting them up. And I was like, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, gotta get out of here. I was just like at the ENT and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. I have a doctor's appointment Friday and I'm like, do I really need to go? Can I, can I wait? I'm pretty sure I can wait. I have one yeah. Thursday and I'm waiting for them to call me and tell me it's canceled because it's not a necessary one. It's just mm-hmm. a checkup. So yeah. Well, my aunt just had eye surgery, and she's supposed to have a second surgery, like a follow-up. And they're like, we're going to postpone that. (laughs) It's a good call. Like, let's let's not do anything else for a while. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a little, it's it's wild. I I do want to reiterate that I know people are frustrated. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook be like, it's my spring break. I want to go do things. And how dare you tell me what to do? But I just want to do my disclaimer, like social distancing is to slow it down, not to stop it, because otherwise the hospitals can't take care of all of us. Yeah. So that's what that is. If you go over that curve, then you run out of ventilators and then people have to choose who lives and who dies. And that's awful. So let's not do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, people like Kina and I who have crappy immune systems and autoimmune disorders that make our bodies attack themselves. 
like it helps if you stay home. Like I, I'm, I can't stay home right now. My work hasn't called it and I'm miserable and I don't want to be there. It's scary because I see how many people aren't taking it seriously. So I was like, I'm going to stop taking all my immune suppressants. And then I got sick. <laughs> I was yep. like, well, shit. So I'm better off on them. But yeah, it's, it's a weird thing having to decide like what's worse. Yeah. You know, being in a it's flare insane. or being compromised. But uh, yeah, lots of people. And I saw a thing today. It's like more people than you know probably have an autoimmune disease or mm-hmm. some sort of diabetes or heart disease, anything that are high risk. So just be cautious. Yeah. Don't be those people at spring break in Florida on the beach right now being dicks. Don't be those people. Oh, my Lord. Don't be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> Nobody likes that We're guy. all judging that guy. Just don't be yeah. that guy. Get to Texas in uh, September at this point in time. Oh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> it's gonna be over by then. I'm hoping my yeah. dear friend and Patreon member Katrina is supposed to be getting married on May 9th, and then we found out the military put a travel ban on us. We can't travel at all. Um, even me, oh, yeah. they were like, even spouses can't go anywhere. Yeah, and our travel ban's not up till the 11th, and I was like, God damn it. But then her venue just canceled just like a little bit ago. Oh, no. Okay. So now it's going to be in September. So instead of 5-9, it'll be 9-5. Okay. Very witty. So, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I thought so, too. And I was like, hey, we'll have the same wedding month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Did you and Zeke get married? Uh, September 14th. I know this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday that is month, a date so I remember. Also, I don't really want to travel. Uh, people are dirty. <laughs> yeah. Why is nobody washing their hands till now? Like, right? I, I have so many questions. <laughs> My God, why is this a thing that people have to go over, especially grown ass adults? Wash your freaking hands, you nasties. Although I did realize that I've never washed my hands 20 full seconds until I True. was singing Lizzo. And I was like, man, this is a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I started singing the. Uh... Welcome to the Black Parade. And that's when I noticed how bad I am at going the full 20 seconds. Yep. Yeah. There, I'm like, this is a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought I was good. I'm like, I always wash my hands, but apparently not long enough. Nope. Yeah. I hung those. Um, I asked for them on Facebook, but I, the hand washing memes with the, uh, the lyrics on them, I hung those in every bathroom on all three floors at work. And I was like, I really like, I was so excited for the students to see them. And I was like telling everybody like, look out for them and blah, blah. And then they canceled school for like a month. And I'm like, great. <laughs> so now I just use them for myself when I go to the bathroom. No, it's just well, that's okay. They'll still be relevant when they come back to school too. So. Exactly. I'm leaving them up as long as uh, my boss doesn't realize that they have cuss words on them. <laughs> Seeing them on top of your lungs. Yes, basically. Mm. I, I like do. the one I like the one that I saw today that was like the average person can hold a scream for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you should just like lather up your hands and scream. And then when you finish screaming, you're done. Uh, I, it's true. I did hear a really fascinating thing today. Psychologically, they say that the toilet paper thing is maybe because we have no control over anything right now. And the yep. one thing that we know that happens is that everybody goes to the bathroom. So people are clutching to that as the one thing they can control because it's the one thing you know it's going to happen. Yep. So I was like, well, that's an interesting interpretation of that. But, uh, See, as humans, we're like little lemurs running around being like, right. ah, what do I do? <laughs> 
I'm over like, here like, oh, microwave meals. Let's put those in the cart. And, oh, right. canned soup. Yeah. Let's do that. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. The ramen aisle. It was just like people oh taking God. their arm and just swiping all the boxes <laughs> in their carts. And I'm like, I have never eaten that much ramen in my life. Well, now they have to feed their kid three meals a day, too, for True. the True. next few months. So. Well, hopefully, I know here and back home, the schools are still feeding the kids. So I hope mm-hmm. everybody's kids have access to food if you don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully that, was, that will spread. That was going to be my discovery is one of the things that came out before the school district said they were going to feed the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the restaurants in the next town over said that they were going to do meals for anybody on the free or reduced price lunches. Awesome. And I was super glad to see that. And they're still doing that. And the school systems are all doing it too. So oh, Okay, cool. So good. Cool. So good. Yeah. And then I saw Whataburger is like feeding the HEB people. Okay. So oh, yeah. Like- that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw today people are hoarding guns, too, Jeff. Yeah, I saw that, too. That's that's not great. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? America. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not the zombie apocalypse yet. I saw a thing today. It was, like, what I thought this would be, and it was, like, zombies and, like, stuff. And it was, like, what it was and just, like, Netflix. <laughs> a little less zombies. Although my mom, I'll give her that, like, weeks ago, she called me. She's like, I've seen enough zombie movies and read enough books to know that this is bad. Right? (laughs) I was like, I don't think it's going to be zombies quite yet. Yeah. That I know of. But terrible. I don't think I'd survive. I can't run. Same. Yeah. No, I'm not going to make it if this apocalypse involves cardio. Yeah. I know. It's okay, though. I got a friend at a car dealership. I'm just going to go. <laughs> there you go. It's true. I've been go- taking the dogs for walks and stuff, and it's like a mile walking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I don't even want to try to run. That's just yeah. No. Ever since I had flu a couple weeks ago, I have. Um, I guess it's my allergies too, but my asthma has been really bad. So like mm-hmm. walking up the stairs just to get to the front door at work, I walk in and I'm like panting, and everyone's like, "Are you? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, yeah, never." Yeah, I have seen that uh, quarantine bacon baking has bacon. Um, the Southern's coming out. Quarantine baking has been trending on Twitter, and now everybody's mm-hmm. just like stress baking. Yep, I've been <laughs> eating a lot of cake. We are all gonna come out of this like, super squishy. Yep, <laughs> so that's uh, I went to the store because the big news hit Oregon on Monday. I want to say, and then uh, I went to the store. No, it hit Sunday. Sunday night I was going to the store and I slid because we also got two two feet of snow on the same day. That oh, love it. The announcement hit Central Oregon. And uh, it wasn't two feet. It was a lot for one yeah. night. And uh, then it was yeah. icing over real quick. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to stress shop. So I bought a whole bunch of pies because <laughs> they were on sale for pies. For real, yeah. I don't yeah. blame you at all. Nope. Everybody oh, else God. is like, I'm bulk buying. And I'm like, I'm buying pies. <laughs> Heck yeah. We're, we're lucky we had an extra freezer. So I like put it, like plugged it in. I was like, we're, we're stocking the bitch. So I just got like meat and vegetables and like basic shit. I'm like, we'll survive. <laughs> and then also some ice cream that I haven't told Zeke about yet. And I've just been eating it. I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my boyfriend made me watch The Mandalorian finally, been avoiding it. <gasps> So I'm all cut up, watched it all, fell in love with it right away. Loved it. Baby Yoda is life. But I knew that from the memes already. So. 
Um, but I, as soon as we watched the first episode, I was like, you got to see this. One of my podcasters made a pie for Christmas. And oh, I pulled yeah. up your pie. Oh, yeah. And I was showing your pie off. He's like, did she get a mold for that? I was like, no, that's all her. She just stood there with the with the printout and did it all by herself. And he's like, that's so cool. So, but that's what I've been doing. I've been like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's a history buff, too. So he's like, oh, I'm good. recording like one of my podcasts tonight. So I'm super excited. <laughs> Uh, I really liked Mandalorian. I think it it was very well done. I really and I think it was the first time a woman directed a Star Wars like standalone thing. So I was like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, they did some good ass episodes. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's so okay. Good. I'm not. I'll eventually watch it. Literally this week, I finished it like a day ago. <laughs> but I I haven't even seen the new Star Wars because Star Wars was never my thing. So mm, yeah, I'll watch the Mandalorian through. It's fine. <laughs> I have seen the newest Star Wars movie. We went and saw it in theaters. I liked it. I know a lot of people hated it, but I, I liked it. it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Although I got really sad, like Carrie Fisher. <laughs> <sighs> that was so sad. Yeah. Which is really sweet. So my sister, I, I've mentioned it like a thousand times, but she's converting to Judaism and she's getting really close and she gets to pick a name and she's decided to go with Leia because Aww. Carrie Fisher has been like so influential because my sister has bipolar disorder and so does right. Carrie Fisher and just, you know, she's been like a role model to her and Star Wars, she's, since she was a kid, I mean, Leia was like one of the first big female, like she wasn't just a princess, she was a general. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I was like, I really love that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a good name. <laughs> Having a proper bipolar diagnosis now, like, I uh, definitely uh, connect to Carrie Fisher a lot more. Mm. Like, I loved her already, but yeah. now I, like, extra love her. And she was always so open about it, and it mm-hmm. was never, like, a thing. It was just, you know, this yeah. is what it is. I'm still awesome. Let's do yep. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved her so much. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And it was really – she wanted to try to find <laughs> – a name like in our family, but she was like, everybody in our family be rolling in their graves so they knew I was Jude- <laughs> converting to Judaism. So I think that's, I think she's pretty set on that. So I was pretty excited. Although her conversion is being uh, pushed back because of all this. I'm not going to lie. They posted on Facebook yesterday that the Deschutes County Library is closed, which is my local ones. Yeah. And I, I, I almost cried because that's how I spend my Saturday mornings now as I go and volunteer. And I was like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Our local library closed today. Yeah. Ours did yesterday. Yeah. Although being somebody that's been in a library for a long time, they are very germy. You're probably better off. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's uh, so I run the computer lab there, and every time somebody mm-hmm. gets up, I'm over there with a disinfectant wipe, wiping yeah. everything down head to toe. Just yep. to be safe. even before this happened, I was doing yeah. that because I mean, it's cold and flu season, it's snowing here every other week. We got to be prepared for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I always say to like kids because like my center was 12 through 18 only, so only kids could go up there and they'd like not go to school because they're sick and come up there and like sneeze on me. I'm like, why aren't you in bed? Yeah, <laughs> go home. They have yeah, like, apps for this. <laughs> it's like, I don't want your germs. Yeah. I had a lot of power there because I was like, no, you're kicked out. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed. Have some soup. I don't care. Just stop breathing in my space. <laughs> for real. Yeah. It was a they very came- confined space. <laughs> they came in and did a supervisor meeting in our workroom today. 
my team, we were on two separate rooms and we saw everybody on the other side of the room leave and we're all like, are they shutting us down? Is this the end? Are we going home? Then I lean back and I'm like, okay, guys, calm down because I'm the second. So I'm in charge of the room we're in. I'm like, guys, nice. calm down. They'll be here in like two minutes and tell us what's going on. And it was just telling us, we gave you extra PTO days. Take them if you're sick. And I'm like, yeah, I had a sinus infection for a week. I'm not leaving oh, work for this. Yeah. Like, it's not contagious. I'm just dying. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just a so little bad. dying. It's not contagious. I'm just dying. <laughs> so sad. Oh, no, man. luckily today I feel way better, though. So Oh, good. I don't know how you northerners do it. My in-laws yeah. were like, it's like snowing. And we're like, it's 75 here today. <laughs> They're like, yep, <"Yeah>, you. <laughs> Which they were supposed to be here this week, but... They're, oh, wow. they're both high risk too. So they're like, we better not travel. It's hot today. It's 45 and sunny outside right now. Nice. <laughs> it was 75 when I get off work. Uh, my boyfriend just showed me an article. Uh, was that Kansas City? Kansas State. <laughs> Can- Kansas just canceled school for the rest of the school year. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy. This just in. I feel like news channel, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess since we're talking about all the diseases, my discovery comes is very uh, relevant to this. It came from Suzanne, which is one of my uh, friends. She was in Arkansas at the Air Force Base with us, and then they moved down here. So I'm really excited. How cool! She's uh, got a really cool English accent, and she's just so cool. But anyway, she sent me this thing and she's like, you might want this. And I was like, holy shit, how did I not know about this? So I'm just going to read from this article. It's from catholicpilgrimage.com. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be a ride. Yeah. So it <laughs> says, it's true. There's a St. Corona and she is the patron state of pandemics. Okay. How did I not know that? Is that why it's called coronavirus? Because I know coronavirus has been around forever. This well, it's is called just coronavirus because it looks like the sun under the microscope. Oh. Okay. Blue is also coronavirus, just fun fact. Yeah, yeah. So this is COVID-19, so there's a little yeah. difference. But I was wondering, so that's interesting that she would have been named that before they named it after the sun. Yeah. What are the chances? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it says, indeed, there's actually a St. Corona. Her remains are in northern Italy, the site of the first COVID-19 lockdown, actually, in the EU. So, Mm. weird coincidence? Maybe? I don't know. What's more ironic is that St. Corona is considered as one of the patron saints of pandemics. She was martyred together with St. Victor, a Roman soldier. Their relics are held at the Basilica in Anzu, northern Italy, right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. The relics of St. Victor and St. Corona have been preserved since the 9th century. That's really old. That, I was going to say, that's that's really old. Like, I'm having trouble conceptualizing that in my head. <laughs> What's that meme? Um, you guys watch Parks and Rec? Yes. And Ron Swanson is like, history started in 1776. Everything before that was a mistake. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, as Americans, it's hard to fathom things older than us. It's mm-hmm. like, man. All right. Though there's little known about St. Corona or St. Victor, both have lived and died during the reign of Marcus Aurelius and that they are put to death by order of the Roman judge named Sebastian for being Christians. God damn it, Romans. The 16-year-old St. Corona. Oh, 16? Jesus. Damn. So young. She was 
then married to a Roman soldier who didn't know that she was a Christian. Oh, man, this is getting juicy. I didn't read this before, if you can't tell. (laughs) Uh, She came to openly declare to be... Oh, my God. Okay, so she came to openly declare to be one as soon as she came to rescue St. Victor, who was being publicly tortured through lashes that practically ripped his skin. She knelt and began to pray for him, letting him know that she was there. Sebastian arrested her and then wanted to torture her, too. That's extreme. It is. Oh, God. It's Oh, oh, I hate this. They, <laughs> they tied her feet to the tops of two palm trees, which were bent to the ground. Palm trees were let loose. She was torn apart. Yikes. Yikes oh on God. bikes. There's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have a share screen. <laughs> oh, there's so many steps. Holy shit. Do you see it? Oh. Oh, Lord. Ugh. Okay. No. So just... basically, they pull the palm trees towards her body, and then when they let them go, it rips her in half. It's the worst game of tetherball ever. I have never heard of that kind of torture. I haven't either. I, I know the like horse drawing, but yeah, I've never seen that one. Holy, holy shit, Sue guys! That's Yikes! Bad. Not fun. Oh no, where'd my thing go? Oh no, where'd it go? Oh there, oh, <laughs> oh there it went. I was like, where did the page go? I'm professional. It's fine. I forgot I minimized it, so I could like. <laughs> Read the comments, too. Oh, my God. Okay. In 1943 and again in 1981, the relics of the two saints were examined, and the bones were indeed from both a male and a female. In 1981 examination, they discovered cedar pollen, which I'm allergic to. Anybody else? Anybody else have cedar fever right now? Definitely. Yay. Which is a typical plant from the Mediterranean basin during the time of question. Archaeologists confirmed that this pollen would have been present in Syria and Cyprus. Okay. According to the Alatea, quote, St. Victor and St. Corona are pre-congregation saints, meaning that they were recognized as saints prior to the church canonization process being standardized. Hmm. The first saint canonized by the Cope Pope was Ulrich, the Bishop of Augsburg, who died in 973. He was canonized by Pope John 15th. At the, I had to really think about it. <laughs> Roman numerals are hard. <laughs> In the Lateran Council of 993, canonization became a general law of the church under Pope Gregory the Ninth. St. Corona was initially believed to be superstitiously prayed to by money seekers, but there's no direct evidence of this today. Today, she is now revered as the patron saint for epidemics and pandemics. Cool. And then St. Corona's Feast Day, along with St. Victor's, is May 14th. So hopefully, maybe this oh. pandemic will be over by her day. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. That, that would be all. That would be awesome. Let's I'll do make that. some barbecue to sacrifice for her. It's fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Everyone pray to St. Corona. Yes. Sweet baby St. Corona. Yes. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a new torture to add to the the mind bank. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. oh, God. Thanks, Suzanne. Yeah, you thanks, Suzanne. <laughs> for that horror. Now I feel oh. less bad about mine. <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay I'm good. bringing us all down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, we got. <laughs> I'll totally go next. Um, so I was in true, like, really good wife fashion. I was joking with my husband a couple months back uh, and told him that if he didn't stop sass mouthing me, I was going to sell him for glue. <laughs> and um, and then my brain was like, you know, that that saying that horses get sent to the glue farm or glue factory, I wonder where that came from or, like, I wonder if that's actually a thing. So I found an article from Slate called Bonding with Horses – Oh, no. Huns. And it's why are horses good for making glue? Oh, no. <laughs> so. Lana's going to hate you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I know. It's get, it's going to get dark. It's for it's context, okay. Lana was a librarian with us when we worked at Layman. She yeah. had horses. <laughs> yeah. She had, she just got a new horse. His name is Aries. He's a handsome oh, boy. He is a she handsome just, boy. She just gave him a dumb haircut and it's amazing. <laughs> It's it's wonderful. But anyway, so uh, two horses that stumbled while filming a racing. Oh, also, this is from 2012. So they wrote this article because two horses stumbled while filming a racing sequence for the first and seventh episodes of HBO's show Luck, and uh, which I have no idea what it is. But they were deemed inoperable and they're euthanized. Uh, Dead and dying horses are often said to be sent to the glue factory, but um, why are horses good for making glue? So the short answer is they have a lot of collagen. Collagen is a key protein in connective tissue as well as hides and bones. It's the key ingredient in most animal glues, and it can be made into a gelatin that's sticky when wet but hardens when it dries. The word collagen actually derives from the Greek kola, meaning glue, and the suffix gen, meaning producer. As large muscular animals, horses contain lots of this glue producer. This article is terrible. <sighs> so, yes, horse glue isn't generally better or stickier than any other kind of uh, animal glue. Uh, actually, an elephant could be used to make even more glue. Oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> and animal glue is often made from pigs and cattle. But humans have been using animals to make glue for thousands of years. The oldest glue discovered was a collagen-based adhesive that was 8,000 years old and used to hold utensils together. Wow. It's pretty cool. So it wasn't long before these animal glues were used to repair broken pots. And in one instance, I can't words, uh, they to glue ivory eyeballs into statues' eye sockets. Whoa. So that's cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So other adhesives were made from egg whites, tree sap, tar, and beeswax, which the ancient Romans used to caulk the flanking of their ships. Mm-hmm. The Middle Ages, uh, in the Middle Ages, the mysterious author Theophilus uh, compiled construction instructions for producing various types of glue, including glue made of skins and stag horns, glue made from fish bladders, which is now mm-hmm. called isinglass or isinglass, mm-hmm. and the glue of cheese, which is now called casein glue. So, yeah, so there's different types. So for fish glue, (laughs) right. So for fish glue, um, it was recommended to use the bladder of the sturgeon, but you could also include eel skin and the bones of the head of the wolf fish, according to Theophilus. What's a wolf fish? I have no idea. It's like, I think it's like just a weird looking fish. It's probably big. Yeah, probably. Um, so the first commercial glue factory started in Holland in the early 18th century used animal hides glue made from blood, which worked with 
because of blood's coagulation. Wow, that's a word. I've had vodka. Me too. So the coagulative properties worked particularly well when bonding plywood, and this was used until the mid-20th century. Over the second half of the 20th century, synthetic glues have become more advanced as they are cheap, uniform in quality, and have a longer shelf life. White all-use glues, like Elmer's, are made of a rubbery mixture called polyvinyl acetate emulsions. And while the Elmer's mascot is a smiling bull, the company says it doesn't use animal parts. Uh, Some manufacturers still distribute animal glues. Bookbinders, uh, like people who... Put books together or if you work at a library and you rebind books and anything like that, those glues tend to be animal based because they go on wet and they take a long time to dry. So you have a lot of time to adjust. Um, you have a lot of margin for error. Oh, no. I've used animal glue mm. at the library. It just, yeah, it just depends on what brand it is and all that. So apparently there's like a whole multi-million dollar glue industry. But, or multi-billion, sorry. But yeah, so um, the manufacturers that make animal glue make up like a very small portion of the hundreds of companies that in that industry. But that begs the question, if they're not using horses for glue or dog food, what are they doing with them? So these days, dead and unwanted horses aren't sent to the glue factory as often. Um, They are sent, though, across the border slaughtered and harvested for their valuable meat the How united dare states, they right the united states longtime ban on slaughtering horses for human consumption was lifted this past fall as of 2012 so 2011 um, but the practice remains taboo other horses are rendered into meat for greyhounds and food for large cats at zoos hippophiles might cre- cremate favorite Hippophile, a horse lover, um, might cremate favorite horses. In some states, it's illegal to bury them, while others simply just take the horse to the local dump. So if you're not surviving, hippos into this, I was like, don't, don't hurt the hippos. No, because it's like the root word hippo. You know, is horse for you know hippos are water horses, hippopotamus, et cetera, et cetera. There's no actual fact. But yes, so they are, they're sometimes glue, but not really a lot anymore. It's mostly fish and steer and skins and all that. But yeah, they might get eaten across the border. Hmm. Which border? That's what I was wondering. I'm assuming Mexico. I don't think there's like a huge market for horse meat in, in, I almost said China, in um, (laughs) Canada. Canada. (laughs) I say Canada on accident all the time. I do too. And then I accidentally say it like when I'm talking to students at work or something. So yeah, that's cool. Um, Also, this is a side, a a tangent. Um, I was teaching a class at school and I typed the word Bahamas into the search where everyone could see my screen and I spelled Bahamas with a J instead of an H. (laughs) So yes. That's the Espanol way. Yes, exactly. I was like, it's close enough. It's It's a Spanish J. Spanish yeah. H sound. It's I routinely do that. I always type something wrong at least twice when I'm teaching a class. So oh, I do when people are watching me for sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that's that's horse glue. I did find out today listening to a podcast because that's what I do at work all day um, that 
some alcohols and wines are actually filtered through fish bladder. Yep. So people who have have an allergy to fish bladders can't drink those alcohols because of it. I was like, whoa, what? Yep. I figured that out when I was like, why are there vegan wines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, was a vegan that was talking about it. That's how I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, huh, the more you know, rainbow. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna bring it down even more with uh, murder. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, I mean, oh no. Right. So I wanted to do something kind of local to the area. And when you Google my area, we're kind of home of Mount Bachelor where everybody likes to go skiing and hiking. And I don't do none of that because I'm big. I don't, I don't do none of that. But um, sports ball, sports, sports balls, outdoors, outdoors, stuffs. So a couple of years ago, we did have a guy who murdered somebody, and that was a big deal because we're a pretty small community. Mm-hmm. My town just hit twenty six thousand people for the first time ever, and it's Yikes. it's too big for me now. Um, <laughs> so it was it rocked our community. But when that came out, a whole bunch of uh, the networks started doing other cases in Central Oregon, and I found one that took place three miles from the house I grew up in. Oh wow! Okay. So this is in, uh, it's unsolved. Ooh. Locals think they know who did it, but it's unsolved. So this article is from ABC News and it's uh, written on May 3rd, 2006. So Terry, and I'm going to say names wrong because I suck. It's fine. (laughs) Terry Gents was a young woman on a quest for adventure. In the summer of 1977, Gents and a female companions started a cross-country bike trip through the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Uh, At the time, both women were undergrad students at Yale University, and they planned on following the American bike trail and discovering the country and themselves along the way. I realized I had no clue what America was about, Jantz said, but what I do remember is what you hear from the rock songs of those times, you know, like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, Go Your Own Way. If it was a sense that anything was possible, you just had to go out and make it happen. So her and her best friend slash college roommate, I think, um, went out. And as on June 22nd of 1977, they were biking through the high desert and they decided to stop at Klein Falls State Park near Redmond, Oregon. They pitched their tent near the river, but they both women said something was unnerving them. They called it a premonition. Women felt as if they were being watched. It was an animal instinct of danger, and we both had it, and we both had it separately and then shared it with one another. But they stayed anyways, thinking they were just being paranoid. Oh, no. Follow your goat. Goat ladies. ladies. (laughs) Right? Follow your instincts, guys. And your goats. They're amazing. And your goats. goats. They usually run, too, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or Um, fainting goats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i mean i'll faint anyways let's do this <laughs> they set up their tent and they bunked down jance said it was about a half hour later that she woke up suddenly and she realized there was a truck above her body i thought at first it was an accident because that's preposterous to wake up under a truck i know yeah. there were kids out cruising the roads but i assumed they had been drinking so it was an accident and they went off the curve and hit our tent She said she expected to hear a whole bunch of noise, maybe a group of drunk teenagers, but instead she heard the sound of a single person getting out of a pickup truck. 
at that moment, I heard my friend scream sharply, leave us alone. And then I heard a blow. And then I heard six more just like that. Yikes. Jen said, clapping her hands. Oh my then God. she said she heard nothing. And at that point, I knew we were being murdered by a single psycho. Mm-mm. After he attacked her companion, the stranger turned back to her. He was above me. I'm thrashing from side to side. I catch a glimpse of wood and I feel the hunk of cold metal. And then I start to lose consciousness. At that point, Jan said she knew she was dying, but a voice in her head said, I'm too young to die. She opened her eyes and she said standing over her was a meticulous dressed cowboy straddling me on either side. I could see the boots, the pant legs, the shirt meticulously tucked into his pants, but his head disappeared into the darkness. But most horrifying, she said, I could see poised above me was an axe or a hatchet. I looked up at him and opened my eyes and said, take anything, but leave us alone. Please just leave us alone. He brought the ax down slowly and I caught it in between my hands right <gasps> above my heart. What a badass. Right. And then he withdrew it. The man stepped over her, got in his truck and pulled away. <gasps> Despite the broken, wo- the broken bones and deep wounds, she stumbled up a hill, which is a steep hill going wow. up from that state park. Uh, stumbled up and flagged down a pickup truck where two teenagers who were driving found her. They saw her emerge covered in blood and screaming. So they got the cops called, went down and and tried to apply first aid to her and her friend. They ended up going to the hospital and bend. I'm going off script now. Sorry. (laughs) The all three of them, Jance and the two people that she caught saw the dark vehicle pulling away in the headlights driving over the bridge. So, that was that attack, and they took the friend. They took them both to St. Charles and Bend, and one of them had to go into a nine-hour brain surgery, like as soon as she got there. Know. And I thought I had heard that the friend died, but it looks like she survived and and lived a while longer. Oh, but oh wow! This, I mean, Jance went and wrote a book about the attack, so I want to read that. My cousin's an expert on it, so I wanted to talk mm-hmm. with her when I was looking at doing a podcast. I wanted to talk to her about it because. Central Oregon's a small place. Not many crimes happen. And if they do, we all know about it. And when the thing at the community college down here happened with the guy killing the girl, it really shook us all. And then I looked into it and there's a lot more unsolved crimes like that than I thought there were around here. But that was the the interesting one that not many people know about. And it happened three miles from my house. So I got to talk about that one. That's crazy. I've never heard of that one. And Kina, I'll send you the link to that uh, article okay. so that you can put it with the notes. But yeah, that's Please. called the Kleinfall. What is it? There it is. The Kleinfall Axe Attack oh that happened God. in the state park. Literally, I could walk to that from my childhood home. Huh. <laughs> Just me imagine the amount of strength and bravery it takes to do what she did. That For real. Thing. And after, oh, yeah. especially after, you'd have to be like paralyzed with fear to hear your friend. Yeah, and then right. now he's coming for you. Oh my god! Well, and that's what it what it didn't describe because that was mostly her point of view and her quotes, which is awesome. Um, but that's yeah, they were camped off to the side away from the road, so this person had to purposely take their big redneck pickup truck and run over their tent, and that's what he yep. did. Is he ran him over and then got out with the axe, and it got. It got bad. I guess my cousin says she knows the exact spot because she's really into true crime. Wow. She's like, I've been down there and you can see where the difference is in the shrubbery and stuff that's never grown back the same. And I'm like, what? Oh. I grew up here. I don't know any of it. Yeah. Oh. So, wow. It, got dark. 
It's easy to watch like true crime or listen to podcasts, but when it happens in basically your backyard, that's that's mm-hmm. different. That's, yeah. Whew. Man. That's uh, one of the other ones that um, I found during that. And my mom laughs at me because I still randomly throw it out at her because we're both true crime buffs. <laughs> but one of them I found was the homecoming princess under the bridge. And my mom had no idea what that was about. And it was like 1964, a guy from the power and electric company went to went out to the river in Bend and was opening a dam or something and saw something and pulled it out. And it was a woman's thigh. And that was a homecoming princess. The night of homecoming, she was dismembered and thrown around the park. Oh, my and God. And still unsolved, too. Yeah. Um, that victim's last name was Reed, Janet Reed. Aww. So, hmm. yeah. That's but it's really weird. That's my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> again when i grew up there was like 12 to maybe 16,000 people in redmond my mm-hmm. hometown bend is the biggest city near us and i don't even know how many people are there it's always been a little bit bigger but back then no okay there's over 100k <laughs> now apparently okay. again i avoid places that have too many people so <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that's an unsolved hometown mystery from wow. central oregon yeah, thank you. That was awesome. That not was for so, them, but not, yeah, I know. I hate well, that. It's I mean, like it's survived, fascinating. So. Yeah, it's glad they lived, and i I think it's I think it's fascinating. I did read an article about the psychology of why women are more likely to like true crime, even though we're more likely to be the victims. Yeah, and it's because it's like maybe if you know all of it, maybe you can be more prepared to like survive it. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like we like to know the, the odds. And so mm-hmm. we're really fascinated by the cases that like of people who didn't make it and to think that, yeah, we could make it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just seeing how they survived can help us be more aware of how we can make it out of those situations. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just sent the link to you guys so that oh. you guys can have it. Thank you. But, uh, Sweet. Thank yeah. you. Man, my, that, that, that was my morbid wild. one. That is morbid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's like at this point we're like we're we're a comedy. We promise, right? <laughs> like murder, cannibalism. <laughs> well, I, <sighs> I I just googled like what can you do in Central Oregon? That's really cool. What cool historical things do we have? And it's like you can go bungee jumping off this bridge. And I'm like, nah, I know too many stories of people who have thrown kids and themselves off of those bridges. We don't need to cover that one. You can walk on a volcano. Yeah, that's a lot more exercise than I need in my life right now. Yeah. So Yeah. Volcano's pretty badass though. We didn't grow up with a volcano. Nope. Other than snow, that's really our only natural disaster we can have here, which is kinda nice. And fire, we get fires, but I mean We've been told they're never gonna. The volcanoes are never gonna go off in our lifetime, so we don't have to worry about it. Hmm. But I mean, it's right there. Never is a <laughs> yeah. strong word. I don't try. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like in Arkansas, the New Madrid fault. It's like yes, you never know when that sucker is going again. And people are like, ah, oh, it's fine. It won't. But like last time it went off, it rang church bells in New York. Mm-hmm. So like, and there was no houses in Arkansas at that point because somebody yeah. lived there. Imagine what it would do now. I just yeah, it would destroy the state. Yeah. If like, Dante's Peak has taught me anything, a volcano can right. go off at any time. Yes. <laughs> Solid My mom movie. let me watch that when I was like six, and I loved it. <laughs> I Fun fact, one of my favorite movies. 
<laughs> I worked. I the, love disaster movies. I worked at the movie theater when that came out, and they gave us little hard hats. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. That's awesome. Oh, that was my first. Oh, my first job. Job. I worked for a summer program for the government when I was fourteen. But my first nice. like, legal after sixteen job was movie theater. Cool. But then I realized how old I am because it's all like volcano and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We got socks for that movie. It was amazing. All the promotional stuff. Yeah, good times. I did like that movie. I need to rewatch it. Just see how bad it is now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Did it age well? Did it not? Yeah, hilarious. I don't know. The only part of Dante's Peak, I think it was Dante's Peak, because Volcano and Dante's Peak were around the same time that my Uh, mom let me watch them. Mm -hmm. All I remember is the grandma sacrificing herself and jumping into the river and pulling the boat. I'm pretty sure that was Dante's yeah. It was Dante's Peak. Uh, and that's like the one part of the movie that is like constantly stuck in my head. That yep. I'm like, I'm that grandma. That's my life. I would do that for my kids yeah. and my, my grandkids and my nieces and stuff. Yeah. So I recently watched Dante's Peak with my husband for the first time. I don't know if he, I think he's seen it before, but we never watched it together. And we got to the part where the grandma uh, sacrifices herself. And I was like, this part always makes me cry. And my husband was like, this is dumb as shit. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, I was like, how? Oh, my God. I can't handle it. It was really sad. Now that I forgot about it until he brought it up. And I remember it really affecting <laughs> me. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. It's all about funny. Be sad. Just not logging on. You're like, what the actual fuck is happening? Right. right? That's one of the memes that I saw on Facebook the other day was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're living history right now. And I was like, oh, dear, please, please don't tell me that right now. (laughs) It's a dark place out there right now. I don't want to be a part of that history. I've been telling people, I'm like, I love history. I just didn't want to be living so much of it. So we have, like, the Trump presidency, no matter what you feel like, it's going down in history books just because he has changed (laughs) so many things. Like, he's changed, like, Twitter has become a way that he addresses the nation. Like, everything's really, it's changed. And then now a pandemic. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be history. I just want to study it. (laughs) Go back to boring shit. <laughs> I keep saying that we're living in the worst timeline, and we really are. We really are. Yeah. It really feels like we're all in the Matrix, and there's some rich mm-hmm. situation happening. <laughs> Jeff asked if you could have dinner with any historical figure. Who would it be? See, and I've asked that in a live before, and I didn't have an answer. So that's not nice. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Is that why he's doing it? You put us on the spot. I hope he doesn't remember all of those questions because I didn't have answers for any of them. <laughs> too many. I think for each thing, like, I think a lot of times it'd be people that there's a mystery behind them, right? You'd want to yeah. know truth. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd want to know what really happened. See, I'm a conspiracy theorist and a history buff, so <laughs> I'm like, I want to know everything. I... Honestly, if I could have dinner with anybody in history, they're not a historical figure really other than in my family. Mm-hmm. I would want to have dinner with my great grandma, Alice, who passed away when I was about four mm-hmm. so that I could learn our family history straight from the source. That's such so. a good answer. Cool. I don't have a favorite dinosaur, Jeff. Jeff, I don't know enough about dinosaurs to have a favorite one. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I wasn't much of a reader. I actually, when I got into sixth grade, I was at a second grade reading level because my teachers just threw books at me and said, read it and assumed I was reading it. In about sixth grade, my mom threw came home with Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, the second Percy Aww. Jackson book, with the audio and the book and said, read along with it. And I wanted to read the third one and they wouldn't let me. They made me read the first one first. And that's actually what got me more into history and into reading. And I picked up Harry Potter and the Half-Blooded Prince after finishing Percy Jackson and read that by myself all the way through. Cool. That's that was a good book. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was so disappointed uh... in the movies because I (laughs) love the book so much. Yeah. See, that was my sister and I's bonding time. She would read the Harry Potter books to me because, I mean, I remember standing in line at Barnes and Noble to get the books for her. Yeah, with her, and it was it was awful. It was worse than movie premieres. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yes. My sister's payback for me standing in line was reading them to me because I couldn't read them. Nice. So she read the first five to me, read half of six, and then stopped reading it and said, if I wanted to know what happened, I had to finish it myself. And I picked it up and I finished it myself. Nice. Oh, good. good. And then I ruined her seventh book. There's 20 chapters of her seventh book that come out of it because the book binding got so torn up between Mine the two reading it. Yep. So. They're so good. No, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I wasn't a big reader either because I'm dyslexic and I didn't know I was dyslexic, so I hated it. And then I think Goosebumps were the first thing my mom got me that I was like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> right? I read all of them. Or and it's all about finding something that they're interesting in to get them reading. I know I just got yeah. my niece into reading because I was like, hey, let's sit down. You're really into this. Here's a good book mm-hmm. that was referred to me about this. And she, like, picked it up immediately. Now she goes to the library every week and gets new books. I'm like, cool. yes. The original Nancy Drew series is really good. I, um, the first one, well, the first book I remember really catching me was, um, called Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And it's about a black family in like poor Southern states. And, um, but I really got into the, um, Laura Ingalls, how Little House on the Prairie series. I actually have it on the bookshelf behind me. I don't think I have. I think I maybe have one or two of my major series that I absolutely fell in love with on my bookshelf at home. Because mm-hmm. when I moved, I had to put a lot of my books in storage and I haven't gotten them out yet because I don't have a bookshelf. You can I've actually got an entertainment see, center. Let's see if I can point this right here is my uh, Harry Potter box set. Nice. <laughs> Mine's on the TARDIS. <laughs> yes. So grilling you, Marissa. So what made yes. you find us? And what has made you stay? You've been one of our OG oh, yeah. since like day one, basically. <laughs> I, I do. Actually, I remember um, Southern Spirits introduced me to you guys. Okay, great. So, I love And that's uh, Mitch was like, yeah, they have a whole episode on penises. And I was like, <laughs> all right, it's history. It sounds like it's good. Let's go listen to it. And I'm not going to lie. That one made me know you guys at least had some comedy. And then I opened it up and I absolutely fell in love with both of you. And I was staying out at a cabin for a week and I was driving back and forth into work. Mm-hmm. It was like 45 minute drive to and from work. And I would listen to you the whole drive. I'd listen to nice. you while I was out there alone. And as I was catching up, I was like, I can't catch up. I can't catch up. What am I going to do if I catch up? <laughs> 
And then all of a sudden, Ashley disappeared. And I'm like, where did Ashley go? Because my cue, like, skipped a couple episodes. And I was like, I love Natalie, but where is Ashley? So then I listened <laughs> to the episodes I missed. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. You know? um, and then, like, right as I caught up was the first episode that you had Ashley come back for a little bit. And I was like, yes. Okay, cool. So yeah. Ashley's still going to pop up occasionally. I think yep. it. Got to keep it. But, uh, no, that's where I found you guys was Southern Spirits. And, oh. you know, I found them from two girls one ghost oh, and yeah. I like so you. um i just started listening to podcasts in probably about this time last year cool and it was oh that's a lie because i went to the live in january so it would have been <laughs> october of 17 which makes sense because i started working eight hour shifts with no noise that i needed headphones for um but yeah, I mean, I got like five or six podcasts I listened to, and you guys were the first one that I was like, "I'm joining their Patreon. I don't care yes. if I get anything. I'm joining the Patreon." <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love Southern Spirits. I was actually at a live show for, and that's why we drink. And I met a girl named Selena, and she was like, "Have you heard of Southern Spirits?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "You need to follow them." And then I befriended them, and that's when they gave us a shout out. But they are so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are a great podcast. I also recommend It's Real I Swear. And I've been talking to Daniela a lot, and she's they're going to come on here at some point. So Sweet. Check them out. I will <sighs> add that one to the queue because I just caught up on you guys and on Southern Spirits and Trailer Trashy. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm running out again. <laughs> yeah, and Daniela is one of my other best friends. Um, she and I talk like every mm -hmm. waking moment of every day. But yeah, so like it's gonna be so much fun to have them on here. Like, yeah, she's hilarious. I love their podcast. They're a little bit more like cryptidy, like alien. Oh, I just love it so much. Yeah, they entertain me so much. Mm. It's her yeah. husband. It's just it's so funny. That's her, why I her, love her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, boyfriend. Like, and then uh, Southern Experiences. Her and her husband. I'm like, I feel like we'd have the same dynamic if Zeke would ever do this. But he's like, oh yeah. It's not my thing. <laughs> I know. I tried to get Terry to do a podcast with me and he was not for it. You guys are my grounded, like true factually based podcasts. And then I've got Cheers from the Grave and Southern mm -hmm. Spirits and Two Girls, One Ghost. It's all ghostly stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. I just started listening to true crime ones again because I listened to a couple episodes of Morbid and I was told to listen to certain ones and then get real dark real quick. And so yep. I, like, I need a break <laughs> from yeah. that. Yep. But yeah, I listen to Wine of Crime. I'm a, I'm a part of their Patreon. Mm. But yeah, their stuff gets dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's so funny. Oh, I love them. That's why I'm like, I need to befriend them. Like, yeah, befriend. Right. Amanda liked one of my uh, replies to her tweet yesterday, and I was like, I've arrived. <laughs> and M on, and that's what we drink. Keep sharing my or retreating my tweets. So I'm like, obviously famous now. Yeah, I love, I do like, and that's why we drink. And they're one of the ones that really inspired us to make podcasts because I enjoy them and I want to be them. Not in a creepy stalker way, but <laughs> I want to follow their trajectory of uh, popularity. Yes, same. <laughs> so Jeff Jeff goes, Marissa, quick, what historical time would you like to go back and visit? None of them. Because I'm living in one of them right now. <laughs> you know, um, we were all making jokes about 2020 and all the plagues, like 1928, yeah. 2017, 20, and we're like, <laughs> that would never right. happen. Um, here we are. I would love to go 
back in time and see what it looked like when Lewis and Clark first got here. That's one time I would like to go to. I would like to see that era if I could go back to any time because it would be such a drastic shock change from what I see now. But Mm -hmm. I want to see, I mean, I look outside and I go, well, that used to be a field that my bus stop was in front of. And now it's three-story apartment buildings. Cool. So Mm -hmm. I would want to go back and see it that way. Um, That's a really cool answer. I asked that on the podcast social media and some people had some really good answers. Some people mentioned they want to go back and see things that are mysteries like Stonehenge. Like, why did they build it? Because nobody knows. (laughs) Yeah. That would be really cool. I love like uh, a good place when they're talking about the secrets of the universe. They're like, Stonehenge was a sex thing. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, my boyfriend, when he first, we were talking about him being a history buff and we were talking about History Channel and how it's kind of iffy nowadays. I went, aliens. And he goes, I don't even want to talk about it. And I was like, I got to talk to you about this. <laughs> I was like, I got a pin and everything. It says history lesson. It wasn't aliens. Yes. About how smart all the older civilizations were. Uh, like, I think aliens are just like zooming by, but I don't think they're building shit. I just yeah. Think yeah. They're probably, like, <laughs> walking their doors. It's like, bye bye. Right? No Especially thanks. right now. <laughs> the mask huh. on. No thanks, people. We're good. <laughs> huh. Oh, God. So, I can't imagine. I guess the other thing I would really want to do is go on the Oregon Trail. Like, I want to do that now. I want to go in mm-hmm. an RV and go all along the Oregon Trail. Minus um, the dysentery. Yeah. Yes. That's why I want to do it now instead of then. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to just do like a quick alien overview of them doing the Oregon Trail. Yeah. But that's, I want to go, there's somewhere actually up in the mountains of Oregon that you can go and still see the wagon ruts in the mud, like it clayed through. And we were supposed to go on a field trip in fourth grade and it snowed and they didn't let us go. But I'm like, I want to go find that spot. And I want to go so bad. That's on my summer list is going up and finding that spot. That would have been more realistic. Mm -hmm. Fording Mm -hmm. the trail in the snow. Right, exactly. I love that. So is there anywhere out of the country you'd want to visit or go? What's on your bucket list? So because Percy Jackson was what got me into history, I've always wanted to go to Greece. Um, And I still want to go. If I could ever go, I want to go to Greece. Italy was one I always wanted to go to. Other than that, um, not really. I'm not much of a traveler because I'm – I'm pretty tight in my, I like to plan things like minute to minute. I actually just recently started being like, we don't have to have every minute of every vacation planned to the minute. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I've never really thought about traveling much, but I was also raised by a poor broke mom, single mom. So traveling was a big, big, big vacation for us. Yeah. So, um, I I want to take my nieces and nephews to Washington, D.C. more than anything because my nephew, Wesley. Hi, Wesley. <laughs> uh, he's really into history. He listens to the podcast with me. And so I want to I've been talking to his mom about taking the kids in a couple of years up to Washington, D.C. and doing all the museums up there. Oh, so. that would be amazing. Yeah. Cool. There's so many museums in D.C. I have not been there yet. Dying. Me neither. You see everything from like the National Portrait Gallery to like the spread slippers from Wizard of Oz. You can see everything there. It's insane. 
my mom went in 2010, I want to say, because it was right after my niece was born. And she came home and she told us immediately that she wanted us to start planning one so she could take us girls and Riley up there. Cool. Um, and that's the one thing my mom has said is if I ever go to D.C., she wants to go with me. Because she didn't get to see everything she wanted to while she was there. Yeah. She's like, there's one thing you have to do, and I will do it with you, but it will be the last time I do it, and it's the Holocaust Museum. Oh, and yeah. when I was moving, we were going through boxes, and she found her passport, because when you go through it, you get the passport, and they stamp it oh, as wow. you go through. Mm-hmm. And she found hers, and she was like, oh my god, I can't believe I still have this. I thought it got thrown away. So she wants to take uh, me and my sister and my niece up there to D.C. at some point in time. Yeah, that's supposed to be a really good one. Um, like heart wrenching. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I went to the one in France, and I've never cried through an entire museum that I did. It was rough. Yeah. Uniforms. They had the signs, and they had. I think the thing that got me the most is that they had drawings from children that were mm-hmm. in there, and that just, I was. Ugh. But it, it to me, it was just kind of shocking because the United States, yeah, we were a part of it, but we joined late and we didn't have mm-hmm. as many people. Not to say like the internment camps, that's the difference. That yeah. exhibits get me too. But like as far as the concentration camps, like being in a country that lost so many people and seeing how they actually put together this museum, oh, it just, it got me. It was and I'd never seen a Nazi flag in real life before. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like redneck being a dumbass. I've seen yeah. that. But, oh, it really. And it's at the Napoleon Museum. So it's a walk through the entire history of military operations mm. in France. And when you get to the top, it's like you walk up the stairs and all it is is the pits of dead bodies. And then you see photos of the shoes and the hair and everything. And then you go into the exhibit. It was Oh, it was rough. Yeah, it sounds rough. Life changing, though. Yeah. So, Frankie, I've never seen uh, any Star Trek, but we were just, my boyfriend was just watching um, honest trailers about Star Trek TNG, and they were like, and Wesley, and everybody's like, shut up, Wesley. And I'm like, oh, I love my nephew. That's what we tell him all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. We actually, he moved up uh, with his dad up to Washington for two or three years. And my car, whenever you get in the car and don't buckle up every like two seconds, it beeps at you. And we named it Wesley because it's persistent like he is. So every time nice. it dings now, he's like, shut up, Wesley. We're like, you can't say that. <laughs> Poor Wesley. Pieces, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, his sister was doing an after school club and he was going with me to pick, you, pick her up all the time. And he goes, what are you listening to at work right now, Auntie? And I was like, you know, I'm listening to a history podcast. He goes, is it good? And I was like, we're going to skip a few episodes. But yes, we'll yes. listen to it together. <laughs> yes, I, I was like, hey, please don't listen to, you know. <laughs> when you're older, you'll listen to some of them. But then yeah. for Christmas, we were sitting there at the school listening to one of your episodes. And I was like, Wesley, if you got a shirt like Auntie's uh, Words Are Hard shirt, what would you want? And he's telling me, and I was like, what size sweatshirt do you think you wear, kiddo? The whole time. He had no idea. I ordered it with him next to me in the car. And he opened it and cried. I was like, yes. (laughs) That's so sweet. Yeah, I always feel bad when people are like, what's your favorite episode? And I'm like, I'm going to tell you. We're going to have to get really cool really fast. Right. (laughs) So I started throwing out the food episode, too. Because I was like, they have a whole episode on food. Yeah. And... 
my friends and I, we're big girls. We're like, food's good. That's where we want to be. And then I'm like, and then of course, you know, get to like, yeah, that episode. And you'll laugh too. Don't worry. They have another one later on that's funny too. But oh, yeah. <laughs> well, even like the last episode, the three Emmas is one of my favorite things I've mm-hmm. discovered about San Antonio. And it's such a wild story. I was just so excited to tell it. Oh, it makes me and so I happy. love hearing. So hearing some of the stories you guys do, I have heard them on mm-hmm. from the ghostly side of some of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've heard this story, but on a different view and with different resources because they don't have access to some of the stuff you guys do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool to have the historian in the library coming in here with sources that I know I can trust more mm-hmm. and getting accurate information to be able to be like, hey, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Three Emmas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know. If anybody after this quarantine thing wants to meet up and have a Three Emmas cocktail with me, I am down. I yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I I was like, I totally was joking when I was like, I'll buy your guys' first round at your first live. And then you guys were like, oh, yeah, hey, Whispers of a Live. And I was like, I'm flying to Texas in September. Let's do this. Uh, hopefully and this is like, oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's funny. The person that's running it, we went to high school together. We were cheerleaders together. <laughs> and she moved to Texas. And she's, like, an amazing, like, just does great things here. And it's just like, oh, hey. I'm uh, trying to save save this historic building. You want to help? And I'm like, yes. So it should be pretty much. It's like Taco Fest. Nice. Right. Tacos and tequila all around. I'm so excited. So we'll see how that goes. I haven't heard any updates, but I think That's everybody's one of just the, around to see what happens. One of the flights I looked at, it was like $900 for one person round trip. But that was with the flight and a three-night stay in a hotel. And my mom oh. was like, That's- that's not bad, actually. Not. 800 for round flights. And it was from my little airport here in town rather than going up to see Frankie in Portland because I hate that drive. <laughs> <laughs> I have my B&B by then. Everybody can just camp out in my haunted basement. Heck yeah. I'm it's there. Like haunted basement. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, more... that's the other thing I thought about was if the live falls through, maybe I'll just change my ticket for where I'm going and I'll just fly closer to you and just... Be like, no, I'm staying with you. I came here for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sleep sleeping bags, ghost stories, and manicures. Absolutely. Yes. It is the one that has the little speakeasy door where you can like yell password and like slam it in people's faces. And I'm just so excited. That's all fun great. and games, Keena, until a ghost does it to you. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a fire pit. So smores. Oh, yeah. yes. Perfect. Huge fire pit. Yes. Everything's well, guys, fine. I'm going to have to log off. I've got to go do a couple things. But thank you for having me. Yay! Thanks for coming back. So, yeah, I love talking to you guys, and I can't wait to come back. I'm using the wrong mouse. I have two mice on my desk. But yes, have a good night. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. Love you all. Okay, okay bye! Bye, Ashley. Bye! Bye, guys! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will be back Sunday for Scandals Part 1. And Natalie will be back. If you want to be cool like Marissa and co-host one of our mini gaps, go to patreon.com slash historical AF pod. And as always, please like, share, review, and just scream from the rooftops for everybody to listen to our podcast. It really, really, truly helps. Thank you again. Okay, bye.